Welcome to A State of Mind, a podcast series all about motivating, inspiring, and educating you in the art of selling luxury real estate. This is Diane Hartley, and I'm president of the Institute for Luxury Home Marketing. Today, we're talking to Tammy Sims about creating a lifetime relationship with your clients. But first, just a word or two about our podcast sponsor, Supreme Auctions, the only luxury auction company recommended by the Institute. Supreme Auctions is widely recognized as the first auction company to design a program to work alongside and in partnership with luxury real estate professionals and their clients. Go to supremeauctions.com to learn more. So today is a continuation of our last episode with Andrew Hong, founder and CEO of Toby Agency. In part two, we are talking with Tammy Sims, one of our Institute instructors and my fellow podcast host. Andrew and I discussed the importance of building awareness content and translating that into being a trusted advisor. Tammy is a very successful real estate professional in a second home or move to market. And our discussion today will be about how to actually be that trusted advisor. So welcome, Tammy. This is going to be fun, right? You're on the other side now. It sure is, Diane. I was uh, I was delighted to be invited to be uh, on this end of the uh, of the podcast. So I know that we're going to have a good time. Good. Well, it's an interesting topic, right? So everyone kind of I don't know about you, but you know I get the question all the time. Well, how come how come I don't get referrals, or how do I get this, or how do I get that? And and that's really what we're here to talk about today, kind of demystifying that. Right. And sure. And remind everybody, how long how long have you been doing this thing called um, being a real estate professional? I have been full time for 20 years now. Wow. And congratulations. Uh, Big milestone. What a, what a ride that's been. For sure. Right. We talk about the, the things that we see over a couple of decades and things that uh, so you've seen a whole lot. Um, I, I certainly have. Yeah. And I'm sure that's a whole other episode of the things that Tammy has seen. Um, but yeah, so today let's talk about how you, how you really got to be where you are, which I think you give a lot of that to this idea of being a, a really a trusted advisor, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's something that I think was instilled by my mom who Mm -hmm. I work with. Um, and thinking back to, uh, how she started in the business 35 years ago, working with people, uh, helping them in their their first home, and then um, seeing them through an entire lifetime and multiple generations of uh, of purchases, both buying and selling, and uh, that was the the benchmark standard to become somebody's lifelong real estate professional and um, and really the trusted advisor for anything that they need. And and you really did achieve that, I think. Um... I think we all need to have something modeled for us. And I think um, learning that through the relationship you have, the business side, right, with your mom has been has been terrific. It's not totally instinctive, though, right, to be a connector? No, no, I don't think so. I think um, it, it requires a kind of mindset that is uh, curious and looking for opportunities to uh, to connect people with things that are that are resources, things that they need. Um, it, there's an intuitiveness of trying to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, and it's not about uh, bedrooms and baths and square footage. It's about um, 
satisfying somebody's lifestyle and uh, and really trying to to get into uh, what motivates them and and what's gonna what's gonna really make them happy, which ultimately keeps them happy and makes them use you again and right. makes them refer people to you. Right. So so when do you think in this I'll call it the real estate sales life cycle, right? From the first time home buyer and on, where do you think it really does change into lifestyle? that whole, I need this to, I want this, right? Like we teach the shit. Yeah. Yeah, we do. And, and, and I don't think that there's a specific uh, measurable moment, right? Uh, Sometimes it has to do with financial means. Sometimes it has to do with uh, maturity. Um, And, uh, and, and there's not one spot for, for everybody. Um, So that, that's a little difficult for me to answer. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot again because I, I, uh, I've been thinking about this very thing watching these last two years and the changes, maybe the last five years and the changes that um, the, the real difference in where we are today than where we were five or 10 years ago is we have information. The consumer has so much information at their fingertips, not just the MLS. Everything is at their yeah. fingertips. And so how that's kind of shifted the speed to lifestyle purchase, I think is is really interesting. I would agree. And I think uh, over the last couple of years with, um, you know, with what's happened in the world, people have placed a little more priority on, on lifestyle and um, seizing the moment than on um, is this the the best use of my dollars and right. uh, the the smartest investment right people are people are feeling a little more um, compelled to satisfy quality of life in the short term. So you know you're um, you've got great stories. It's probably I think one of the things that I read the most about you from the hundreds hundreds of classes that you've taught for the Institute and their relevance. And that's, that's why when this, when this topic kind of hit my mind, I was like, I think really Tammy and I, even though it's strange because you, <laughs> you interview folks, but I really wanted to talk to you about this because I do think there's, there's now a benchmark that this profession has to be this. Um, to move away from the mindset that this is a transaction. And, and this is really in the luxury market, but it's throughout the market, but it's, it's an expectation in that higher price point that you are more than just a person who's going to show up at closing and sign some documents, right, Tam? Oh, absolutely. I am, I am really passionate about that. Um, the last thing on my mind is making a sale. Right. I would rather have someone choose not to pursue a transaction and be uh, of the mindset that I help them make a, a, a smart decision because it'll come back. Right? right. It'll it'll come back in the long term. And um, I, I think about, you know, some of our most significant referrals have come from folks that didn't use us themselves for whatever reason, you know, there's always, there, there's always a few folks that, uh, that can't 
necessarily make their first pick of, of who they work with, right. uh, but they are uh, absolute cheerleaders and send us tons of business because they know that we're going to take care of people and really um, be more concerned about helping people make the right decision than, than closing a sale. Uh, I have talked more people out of buying houses uh, than, than probably I have right. closed. And that's a, a running joke of my clients. They say, Tammy, are you ever going to let me buy a house? Um, so that's, uh, that, I think that's something that I'm really proud of is that it's not about the transaction. It's about um, really doing what's right. And you really should be proud of that, right? Because the, that's, that's not necessarily everyone's motivation. Um, so, so Andrew talked and, and I did, I really did like that episode with him. Um, and he, he talked about the ways, at least in his experience, the real estate professional shifted to over into this other bucket called trusted advisor. Right. So if I were to put you on the spot and say, what, what do you think a trusted advisor is? I think a trusted advisor, number one, starts with the principle that um, that people feel as though they can trust you to be authentic and to listen to them and to 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 really help them uh, accomplish their goals. Right. When they when they trust that you're not trying to make a sale and when they trust that, you know, uh, the market, that, you know, the community, that you have the ability to connect them with um, uh, with other resources, right? Everything from um, you know lawn service to uh, you know nannies and um, you know everything, CPAs, uh, um, financial advisors, all all of that. When when they feel as though they can reach out to you for advice or for recommendations, and that they have that level of trust that how much they trust you is also how much they can trust those recommendations and those connections. I think that that's where you really, um, uh, you really make the shift from, from being just a, a, a realtor to being a trusted advisor. Right. Cause, because for some folks, that's a resource list. Hey, here's my resource list of the AC guy and the plumber versus really understanding what your state is in life. So, so can you give us an example of this? Uh, you're, you know, again, I think, I think you've honed this skill partially because you do, you are a move to market, right? You're, right. you, you, you've got to be that in a very, really, a, realistically, a lot of, of your, of your relationships, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, quite a lot of experience with people who are coming from outside the market um, who really need everything everything right even to the point of when we uh when when we're getting ready to close the transaction if they have kids we say okay so who's your emergency pickup at school and they say holy cow i didn't think of that i don't know anybody here and so on our team we joke about how many children we could pick up from school because they trust us enough to be the ones that they put on that list come on um, that is a new high water mark right there right right um, like, and really yeah, yeah. Um, it's about how many uh, the 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 box of keys that we have to people's houses 
um, because they wanted us to be, you know, the emergency backup. And, and those are, you know, decades old relationships. And we have to check with them sometimes and say, hey, have you ever changed your lock? <laughs> and in the case of, I had one last week, a client was, uh, was taking a, a, a cruise um, uh, out of the country. And she said, I just want to check and make sure you still have a key to my house, right? And here's the current password. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that, that's the level of trust. That's, that's really when you become a trusted advisor. And, and for us, one of the unique things we're in, um, you know, in Florida, we have hurricanes. Right? A little bit. And that's kind of trepidatious for people who've moved here from out of the area. So every year, just before hurricane season, so that's happening right now, uh, we're going through uh, the list of folks that we help to move here who've never been through a tropical storm or a hurricane. Uh, and we check in with them and say, hey, what's your plan? Right. Know that if you decide to evacuate, we've got resources that we can check on your house and we're going to call to find out where you've gone and how you're doing. And do you have batteries and fresh, uh, you know, flashlights and that sort of thing? And people people are surprised at that. But uh, that is a huge, huge level of interest in our clients well-being that is not um, it's not contrived. Right? right. It's real. I remember the first time that we thought about doing that. We said, holy cow, uh, you know, this has got to be some some really interesting things. I once guided a woman on the phone through uh, Sam's Club to get the things that she needed because she had relocated here and was in temporary housing. They hadn't even purchased a home yet uh, in order to get the kids enrolled in school. Right. And she had no idea what she was doing. And her um, her spouse was not in town. So I walked her through on the phone uh, to help her get the things that she needed for her kids and, you know, all, all of that sort of thing. And um, yeah, that's why I do what I do. Yeah, exactly. So gosh, so many things um, to ask you after that. First, what a terrific idea. And, and I don't think that comes from, you know, you and your team sitting around going, gee, how can we do this? It's more the, what do they need? right now from us. And so one of the things that in my conversation that Andrew was um, talking about is what, what we call skilled questioning. Um, again, being so focused on a transaction and not the person that that doesn't ever really um, happen. You, you can't get to this idea of who are you and what are your needs, right? If all you're thinking about is how do I and, and look, I mean, I, I have to believe that especially in this market, you're having to slow these people down right now, aren't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just thinking the same thing. Um, right now, in the frenzy that we have with a shortage of inventory and 100 people competing for the same listing that just came on the market in every price range up into the millions of dollars, Right. People have gotten so panicked that they're willing to make rash decisions in order to, to, you know, the fear of missing out, right? It's a house, I have to have it, and I'm willing to waive all the contingencies and offer, you know, my firstborn to get this house. And so really kind of talking people off ledges is, uh, is an important part uh, to help them make sound decisions so that they don't have horrible buyer's remorse. Um, at the end of the day. Well, and it gives you the opportunity as I was 
thinking through this experience of, you know, pretending kind of like I, I would be that person, right? Buying down there and I'm here and, and this, you know, I have to do this right now. How do, how do you bring people back and get them to, to be open to the things that you need to know in order to serve them the way you want to serve them? Well, it may be a little different tack than, uh, than you were thinking of in that question, but I, I can't impress enough how technology has assisted in that and video conferencing in particular. Okay. The ability to actually see people even out of the area, right? To, to watch their body language, to, to, to feed off of their, their communication style, uh, to see their surroundings, right? Um, and, and, and to be able to really have a connection that isn't on the phone or email uh, or, you know, completely impersonal uh, and the ability to really like look them in the eyes and they can look me in the eyes and, and trust that it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. You know, you, you say that and I'm automat I automatically think in terms of, you know, kind of on the other side, and I've been in business, right, where we've been doing video conferencing for decades, okay? But it is a new phenomenon and one that you, you got familiar with uh, probably quicker because of your role with the Institute. But, yes. you know, we call this your Zoom room, and I know that, and I've known that for two years, <laughs> that Demi has a Zoom room. So. So this is something, right, I wasn't thinking about. And and how do you, because this is setting the tone and setting the stage for your relationship and your professionalism. And so um, the idea that when you take that first meeting, are you always sitting in your Zoom room? Like, how do you do that do you, to, to set that tone? If I if I have the choice, then I am in uh, in this space, in my, yep. my Zoom room. Um, and the, the really the the crux of it is being able to see them in their authentic space mm -hmm. and to read their body language often uh, if it's if it's a couple uh, of any age or any demographic being able to see their body language with each other huge yeah right sure. it's like it's like the difference between um, having buyers follow you in their car versus having them in, in your, your car. Yeah, that, right? that's great. It's it, it's huge. So it really begins there for you, right? The initial to, to get us down this road to being the trusted advisor. The first step really is getting out of yourself, getting out of your own head. Don't worry about what you look like on camera. You're thinking about them, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I'm I'm replaying in my head. So even just in the uh, in the past week, I've had um, I want to say four new buyer introductions that involved Zoom calls, right? Mm -hmm. And in each of those, I feel as though we've been able to develop the kind of rapport that by the end of the call, they are saying to me, "I really feel like you hear." what we're what we're saying and that you're going to guide us in the right direction and i feel far more comfortable about 
moving forward with this, especially with the what ifs and the, um, you know, right. the cart and the horse kind of thing. And, and that to me is, uh, I'll say it again, that's why I do what I do when I can instill that level of trust in people um, and, uh, and, and have that. I mean, we look forward to our first meeting, right? It's very different than years ago, um, the way that our, our introductions were made yeah. and how we started. You know, I was sitting here and the gravitas of this moment has sort of now hit me that after the hundreds of classes that you've taught and the thousands of, of real estate professionals that you've impacted, how they are kind of wishing they were me right now, getting a <laughs> chance to, to really talk to you about this. And so that's, um, thank you for doing this. I think, I think um, our members and anybody that's come in contact with you over the years is, is really eating this up. Um, you know, you give this out in, in the training, um, but it's sometimes hard because people can't ask a question every two minutes, though right. they want to, um, though I'm sure they want to. Um, so, so we're on this journey to turning the transaction into not a transaction, but a relationship beginning with, okay, I've met you for the first time. And I, I kind of want us to switch to a story. Right. Let's let's get this in reality of something that's happened in the last you know few months of how this really does work. And and in those moments, because I know you're conscious of this, in those moments where the relationship shifted. So I know you have just fantastic relationships with uh, as many of our institute members as possible, and they turn into great. Um, referral sources for you. So in particular, uh, why, don't, why don't we talk about um, the physician relocating from Chicago? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I got a call from one of our institute members who said a dear friend and dear client of mine is relocating to St. Petersburg, uh, going to be a physician there in one of the uh, significant uh, children's hospitals. And he said, the hospital has recommended a realtor, but I told them no. I told them that they need to work with you. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sending you this referral. Know that these are people who I, I, I really love and trust personally and uh, professionally. And so at least um, they're willing to, to, you know, to, to talk with you. And so we had a Zoom call and, um, and we made that connection. And by the end of that Zoom call, they knew that they wanted to work with me. So they actually had to go through the dicey step of, um, of releasing another realtor and letting the employer know that they'd gone in a different direction. So, uh, so I mean, I, I'm going to, I got to interrupt you here because boy, that's, that's really moving. And I'll tell you the part of that that's really moving is the way he referred you. You know, a lot of people when asked, do you know someone, they give a couple of names. They, you know, hey, there's these three people if they don't work sure. out. This is key in your business, in your daily business, because you refer as well. Absolutely. And so this idea of being able to say, you have to use them and here's why, is really the start of this whole thing, right? Because you've got a relationship with this gentleman and it goes back a long ways. And you've always served the relationship, that relationship well, um, too, right? You bet. You bet. Absolutely. Um, two-way street, 
in that, well, in that regard. Well, and the two-way street, and I say this, I actually talked about this in our in our one of the uh, early year loyalty episodes about how do you actually make a meaningful referral. It's not, hey, talk to this person. I've got three more if that doesn't work out. Yeah. People yeah, do this, and 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 this one was absolutely. Um, uh, I have to say that it was a it was a late evening phone call as yep. well. So I was enjoying a glass of wine while we had this nice. conversation, and and we actually stayed on the phone for an hour and a half, just talking beyond the I'm having these people contact you for this this referral. You and the the other member, the referring agent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Yeah, so keep going. Member. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. Have- yeah. So, um, so, so they came for a visit um, and I showed them around, I showed them neighborhoods, right? That's what I'm doing a lot of these days with the lack of inventory. I show them neighborhoods, lots of neighborhoods, and I show them the assets and the, the, the pros and cons of, you know, drivability, parks, that sort of thing. And that allows me to get to understand uh, the things that are important to them. And so they felt really comfortable that I understood what they were looking for. So they Penny, went- there's a flip side to that story right there uh, that I've heard that's really disturbing to me, which is you, you weren't showing them, like you weren't saying to them, well, there's no houses that are on the market, keep checking. You were saying, here's a neighborhood. When something comes on the market, I want you to know so you can act quickly and Absolutely. be informed, right? Yeah. That's- that's super important right now. Absolutely. And that, that is, that is my, um, uh, MO at yeah. this point, particularly for people who are, are, are going to move here from out of town. A lot of times they have a little time to, to wait, but it's truly getting a sense of, uh, why do you like this neighborhood, right? Is it the tree canopy? Is it because there's a, a, a park or easy access to the water or, um, you know, the organic grocery store is within walking distance, right? So truly yep. understanding which neighborhoods are going to be good fits so that when something comes up and sure enough, it did. And, um, and so we actually were in that fray of uh, multiple sure. offers that we didn't win, uh, but showing homes by, by FaceTime and Zoom and that sort of thing. Um, and, and they trusted that it was going to happen. And ultimately, it, uh, it, it, it happened. And in this case, this is an aside talking about the lifestyle, right? Lifestyle choices and, um, uh, and that sort of thing. They had a really wide budget and um, there was one house that they liked that was commonsensical in the $500,000 range. Sure. And there was one house that was waterfront at $875,000. Um, and they were having to decide between those two. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a big difference. And we talked back and forth at just exploratory, right? So, uh, if this is your opportunity to live the waterfront lifestyle and you can, is that worth it to you? Right. Because we're in the middle of the, you know, the pandemic essentially. And again, people are making decisions of a, if not now, then when? And when, yeah. Right? And so that was a really, really remarkable um, counseling session, if you will, right? To help them make the decision. Because it wasn't me pushing for the more expensive property. It was about them making the decision. They are happy as clams. And so this is where the rest of the story comes in. 
So they referred their parents to me to purchase a condo uh, near the beach that they can use entirely for vacation that also the family that I helped to buy can use for the weekend at the beach, right? So this is this is a family connection. This is not an investment. This is not a, a, a rental. This is something that, that really um, uh, was important. So we had the first meeting by Zoom, then they flew in for, um, for a visit. We didn't find anything on that visit, uh, but I understood entirely what were the, the, the must-haves and what was the goal. And ultimately, a property came up and I said, this is the one. It checks all of your boxes, every single one. And so I showed it that day to them by FaceTime and they put an offer in uh, that was accepted uh, and they flew in the next day and, uh, and saw it and they said, Tammy, you were right right? It checks all the boxes. We have no heartburn about having made this decision um, uh, from afar. And so that was great, right? So they successfully closed just a couple of weeks ago. And they have now, the parents have now referred um, their friends to us. And when we're finished with this podcast recording, I have a scheduled Zoom call to meet them meet them for the first time. And, uh, and also at the same time, the, uh, the physician referred me to her friends who live in Oregon, who are moving back to this area. And I had a first Zoom meeting with them uh, just uh, two nights ago. And it was a, an immediate connection. And uh, really just uh, when you work in this way, it's like you get delivered the folks that are going to be the right connection right? Like it's, it's karma, right? Yeah, but it's earned. Yeah. It's earned. Mm-hmm. It's earned karma. So, so a couple of things came to mind. Thank you for that story. Uh, I think, you know, uh, right. If I'm listening to this, I go, wow, lucky Tammy. Wow. You know, you could have cynical responses to that, mm-hmm. um, which I don't, um, I don't think there's anything about that. That's luck. I think, I think what, what I'm hearing in this whole idea of trusted advisor is it begins with the, everyone has this information. They do. They could set alerts on their phone that those folks in sh- Chicago or Oregon or wherever they were coming from could set up an alert and be notified of that house being there. And there are real estate agents that tell people to do that Mm. and take themselves out of it. Aren't there? Yeah. It's interesting. I think, I think about the number of alerts that I have set up in the MLS, right. And um, probably 99% of them are set for me to curate before they go automatically to the client. Right. In other words, is this a fit? Am I going to send it through or is it not? because I tend to, to try this broad search so that I don't miss any opportunities, right? right. And, but I wanna see them first. So it's not an automatic, um, you know, going straight to, to the client on the, uh, on the search setup. It's coming through me. So I'm actually physically seeing and agreeing to share particular listings based on uh, my knowledge of, of what they're looking for. Well, you know, and we don't, we don't like to use price points because there's, you know, the whole country is different. But, you know, in your area, 
everything that we've been talking about is at or above the luxury threshold, meaning it's in the top 10%. Okay. Yes. It might not be 8 million, Mm -hmm. but it's, it is what is considered luxury in that market. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think, I think the thing that uh, as I listened to you and I hope everyone enjoyed this as much as, as, as I did, because you're such a, uh, an incredible ambassador for this profession that I wish I could have like that little thing, like, you know, Miss America, but ambassador, right? Uh-huh. Thank <laughs> that you. That, that means, that means a lot yeah, to me. Though. Absolutely. Means a lot. Um, Those that have been in my training know that I feel pretty passionate about our responsibility to, um, to, to, to make a better impression of our profession. Yes. And, um, and I think when I hear you, I'm going to kind of sum it all up because that's really what I do is just listen, say, you know, there's, there's a lot here. There's a lot to this job that is not about um, just finding someone a home. That's, That's the right. beginning of the relationship. And so when we think back to the experience that your clients had and, and will continue to have, because we know that this is, this is, as you said, this is your MO. And we think about the last episode with um, Andrew. I was also thinking about when our good friend Jim Wahlberg was a guest and he talked about how in any market, it doesn't matter if it's this frenzied market or any type of market, a challenging market, where the other part of your responsibility is to not take on the drama. Well, okay. that, that's, a, that's a hard one. It's hard. But when, when you told your stories, right, the drama would be, listen, you're coming from out of town these houses are going really fast. You've got to act fast versus let's talk about it. I'm going to curate because, because in the end, that's what's going to make them continue to come back and continue to refer a friend, uh, which is your greatest um, uh, compliment, Jamie, right? The referring of a friend is, is the greatest compliment you can have. So any final words on this idea of, becoming a trusted advisor that you, you know, you have an opportunity to touch all these lives and here's another one. Um, what's that, what's that last thing you wish folks knew? Oh gosh. I, I just, I, I wish that they would look at every opportunity to help someone learn something, connect with something, uh, achieve something um, to, to, to make their, to, to make their lives more full, uh, look for those opportunity, right? Um, don't, don't live with blinders on, always be looking for, for ways that you can, uh, make an impact. And, um, I am, I'm so proud to do what I do and, uh, so pleased that I'm able to make such a difference in people's lives. Yeah. And, you know, I was just sitting here listening to you and here's yet the other, really outrageous difference between us because you say that and it sounds so fabulous. And what I would say is we got to make an effort, right? Like there's effort involved here. And the other piece that you didn't go too far into, which we might want to do later at a later date, is this idea of how did you learn all of this? And how did you curate your professional network that has so much value? All right. So for another episode. So thank you, my friend for you know all you do for people and all you do for the institute and for all of our listeners this was really a treat 
and I really appreciate it. Thank you. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of A State of Mind, The Art of Selling Luxury Real Estate. If you're interested in learning more about the Institute, you can find more at luxuryhomemarketing.com. If you like what you just heard, please share with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Thanks for listening.